Well, today we are turning to one of those wonderful and well-known narratives in the Christian scriptures, the crossing of the Red Sea. And this is probably a story that many of us are familiar with from Sunday school and have heard uh, many persons preach and speak on it. And very often what happens is when we are so entrenched, we adopt unquestioned views about what these texts may mean about the self and the other, about uh, God's will, God being on our side and against others. So today we're going to reconsider again the crossing of the Red Sea in Exodus and uh, that episode's coming up next. Ellen, so we see that uh, Moses plucks up the courage, he faces Pharaoh, Pharaoh hardens his heart, and um, we also obviously have lessons to learn from this when we ask those questions. What does it tell me about God? What does it tell me about humanity? What does it tell me about creation and their relationship? But we know that eventually Pharaoh has to relent, and he lets God's people go. What's the next thing that happens in this, this wonderful story? Well, we see then that Moses flees with the Hebrew, the vulnerable people, and uh, as they as they're leaving Egypt, they get into the situation where they can't go any further because there's an ocean in front of them, and uh, and I love this understanding uh, that that Moses walks into the water. Actually, if you read the text carefully, he actually walks into the water, trusting that God has brought them this far, and it's then that the waters open. And maybe that we can learn as well, that when we, are, when we are walking to freedom from our oppression, we may have to walk into seemingly impossible obstacles, mm. just trusting that God wants us to be free and God will work a way for us to be free. And that was the case. They walk through as on dry ground, we read, and they get on to the other side. But before we get into the wilderness with them, please notice what happens. The... Pharaoh changed his mind again. Mm. He had a stubborn heart. His heart was hard. And we see that all the time with leaders today, that they don't know how to relinquish power and set people free. So he sets his, um, his horse and chariots after them, and they get stuck in the mud, and they drown. Now, remember our first key that when we're reading the scripture, we must ask ourselves, would Jesus say amen to this? So before you and I are rejoicing about how Moses and the Hebrews are set free, can we spare a thought for the Egyptians? I want to ask, I want to ask a question. If Jesus was on the, the bank or the beach and saw those Egyptians drowning, how do you think he'd feel? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, it wouldn't. He certainly wouldn't have of of rejoiced at their death, which is often the way we do it. I mean, we even teach our kids that in Sunday school. That's right. I think Jesus would have cried. I think Jesus would have wept. I even think that maybe Jesus would have tried to save some. Mm. I think Jesus would have gone back to Egypt with the news. I think Jesus would have gone to the the families of the deceased. And prayed with them. I think Jesus would have said, can we organize your funeral? Mm. Can I preach at the funerals? Mm. Jesus never rejoices in the suffering of anyone, even the enemies. Mm. Because Jesus teaches us to love our enemies. 
So we must be very careful when we read the story. It's a great story of liberation where the vulnerable are set free, but we must never, ever rejoice at the the suffering of even our enemies, like Pharaoh and Pharaoh's um, soldiers. And we, we experience that in our in our life today. There was rejoicing when Saddam Hussein was killed. There was rejoicing when Osama bin Laden was killed. There was rejoicing when Gaddafi was killed. Jesus would not rejoice, even though they are people whose hearts have been hardened and they have not want to set their people set their people free. Yeah, because of course, you know, Ellen, as, as you've reminded us throughout the series, that our our creation narrative, the truest narrative of how we are is that we are created in love, by love and for love. And those people, you know, the Pharaoh, the Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, Muammar Gaddafi, they too are created by God in love, by love and for love. And unfortunately, the, the hardening of their hearts has, has led to some injustice. But I don't think Jesus would ever rejoice at that. Exactly. So Pharaoh's... The death of Pharaoh's soldiers was a consequence of their stubbornness. It wasn't God drowning them. It wasn't Mm -hmm. God drowning them. They were punished not for their sin, but by their sin. Mm -hmm. It was a consequence of the path that they had chosen, and it was a path that they had repeatedly chosen. So they had become addicted to that way, and in fact, to the extent that their heart was so hard that they couldn't even change it then. So again, we reiterate, we rejoice that Moses and the Hebrews are free, but we do not in any way rejoice where that involves suffering, like with the Egyptians. So now we're going to move into the wilderness. Please notice that when we move from our land of oppression, namely Egypt, we do not go straight away into our land of promise, the land of Canaan. You will notice now we're going into wilderness between our land of oppression and our land of promise is a wilderness time. And in the next segment, we're going to look at what was the significance of this wilderness moment. Why is it necessary? And perhaps why some nations today, maybe not least South Africa, is in a wilderness area. And I hope that you're going to ask some questions around that in the next segment. Listen to more teachings and discussions at www.mannerandmercy.org or connect with us by texting a message to plus two seven seven eight two seven eight five three hundred. Thanks for listening in again today as we talked about the crossing of the sea. And um, yeah, we'd be so grateful if you would share these podcasts with others. Um, our hope and our desire is that uh, many others would begin to, uh, to engage and think particularly about uh, the gift of the texts of Scripture and uh, how God can use them in our lives and for the good of others and the good of creation, human and non-human creation. So thanks for listening in today. As always, if you would like to be in contact with us, rather than using the text message number that's in the shows, that was for the original radio recordings broadcast a few years ago. And unfortunately, uh, that won't be answered. But if you'd like to be in contact with us, find our details in the show notes with this podcast, wherever you're listening on Apple, on uh, Google, on Spotify, 
um, wherever you're listening to it. And uh, you should find our details in the show notes. Drop us a note. Alan and I would love to hear from you. And uh, just to mention also that I have a, a YouTube channel also called It's Not a Lecture, Just a Thought. If you just search for Dion Foster on YouTube, there are about a hundred and something videos there as well. Um, so you're welcome to, to join us there as well. And it would be lovely if you would subscribe. So thanks for listening in today.